Gail Treacher was in love. She was sure of it. Her horoscope had predicted it would be her lucky year for love. The stars were right. Andy Herman wasn't like Cal Burton or any other boy Gail had dated. Andy Herman was wonderful, special. Well, we find out that that's not thing. true. <laughs> Later on, Andy kind of sucks, in my opinion. Oh, but... I have like, I have fucking Andy written all over my notes, and I don't want to share Cap with Andy. <laughs> yeah, they're both Caps. Oh, but shouldn't date wait, the thing cap, signed. cap on Cap romance? Yeah. You can't do that. Well, that this they book is going to investigate if if two Capricorns, if those signs can work out. Mm-hmm. Do we have? I thought we had the book. No, I sent it to Crystal oh. because we could not find another copy, um, so, and so we just it got mailed can, and passed yeah, around. Oh, there it is. We can talk about this throughout. Remaining because, copy. Yeah, in yeah, the world, all of the uh, all the school boards banned Josh. this book. They did giant burnings of it. <laughs> There was a Capricorn I, in power, and he couldn't have this uh, <laughs> this anti-Capricorn propaganda getting out there. It was Andy. This, yeah, <laughs> might have been Andy. He's it's uh hold on, shit, West Elm Andy. But I was trying to think of something Capricorny. What's the name of his company? Um, his t-shirt oh company. Oh god, it's so dumb. Uh, High score tees, Andy. Yeah, <laughs> he had to High delete it. He had to delete it. All the the record. Anyway, the book was every margin is used is a to use book for us every margin is full of someone writing about uh astrology and zodiac stuff mm-hmm. and horoscopes the person who had this book loved they were super duper into yes. it yes loved yeah they but also what is interesting is there's a ripped out page at the end and i want to know uh, what was contained josh did you rip it out i did not <laughs> Okay, it was I didn't Josh either. that wrote it all. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Are we ready to get started on this? The quiz? Yes. Don't we need to do our introductions and stuff? Oh, yeah, we do. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Are You There Pod. It's me, Jessica. It's me, Josh. And Josh, what do we do on this podcast? We talk about books. (laughs) (laughs) It's been so long since we've talked about a book. Books are back, baby. (laughs) It's been so long since I read this book that I couldn't remember what book we were talking about today. And I had to go to my notes document and scroll through past 13 going on 30 notes, past other notes. Wow. And I was like, oh, yeah. That book about the shitty Capricorn guy. (laughs) (laughs) Basically is what this book is about. And what book are we reading? Capricorn and Co. That's right. It's number five in the Zodiac Club by Margie Palatini. I believe Margie also wrote the Virgo book that we read earlier. uh, Virgo's Love Scheme. A A series that we have thought is just okay. Yet we keep coming back to. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. I had. Here's the reason why. Uh, we had to get all our signs covered. We haven't done... And you're a Capricorn, Joshua, and we have a Capricorn guest on today as well. Everyone, welcome back. Crystal Lane. Hi! Capricorn in the house. Welcome. 
in the pod. Earth signs. We got two taken over. Two caps. Two one caps and a Taurus. Okay, so I just want to know. Nobody cares what I. No one cares. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you claim two sides. This is all about no, earth signs no today, Blake. Yeah. So what is my sign? Water. You claim that you're a Scorpio or a Sag. Scorpitarius. Okay. <laughs> That's right. How does he get so, to choose two signs? Because he's born on the cusp, and he claims that every time he looks up the, the dates that he falls on. Not everyone oh. uses the same calendar. This not is everyone like how uses I the same calendar. Technically, be Gen X if I believe some Google searches, but I refuse right. to mm-hmm. believe those searches because they make There's me feel old. There's not one agreed upon date. <laughs> yeah. Look, I I am proud to be an elder millennial. <laughs> I'll just say, oh, no, I'm just a millennial. Yeah. Mm. I, I'm going to start saying I'm a Zoomer. <laughs> Here's something to blow your mind <laughs> about yes. signs. It blow, I am a Capricorn, but it blows my mind that I could have been a Pisces if I had been born at the time I was supposed to be born. That's right. You were a little, a little premature. That's correct. And mm-hmm. it just... It's wild to think how different I may have been if I was a Pisces. The I like it over here. You would have been. You, you would have been like my high school bestie Beth. She was a Pisces. I like March fifteenth. I like it over here in the earthy. I like. I like. You know. I think I like the earth. I like being an earth sign. I like being dependable and and uh, having good taste in things <laughs> and. Um, just keep complimenting yourself. I, I okay, humble I'm is a that one of stubborn. your <laughs> So we're gonna do a quiz, but I wanted that made me think of a quiz, a series of quizzes we did recently, uh, Jess, me, and Katie, um, about characters on the show Yellow Jackets. This is this is true. Yeah, and tell I, the story. Is this I, a BuzzFeed quiz of which Yellow Jacket I'm still you are? Not, yes, yes, but we did two different things. We we consulted the uh, the signs. What was it? Okay, the signs so what of- happened was we did the quiz first of all the night before that Katie and sent because Katie said it was we very important. And then we didn't get the character we wanted, and we changed our answers. No, so the next Absol- day, no. Katie sent me an Instagram post, and she's like, "Oh my god!" And it was who what yellow jacket you are based on your sign, and it aligned, corroborated with <laughs> our BuzzFeed. It uh, was proven. So yes. two independent sources. Mm-hmm. Sh- that we are the same yellow jackets mm-hmm. no matter where you go and yes. i now believe fully in astrology, in astrology <laughs> because of this and how much i identify now i i fall under two characters in the show one of the girls and one of the boys and those two characters fuck each other in the show you're the cop so whoa no what you're a cop no he he was travis and nat oh. what cop the, she, she, grown up Natalie F's a cop later. Oh, not the cop. Buyers' no, no, gun. No. The one that mm-hmm. young Natalie bangs in the woods. But so it's just like Trump. what you were saying as your Scorpitarius, it's merging two into I, one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Inside of me, there are two yellow jackets. <laughs> I'm Shauna. So in the future, I'm going to have an affair with a really hot artist dude and then Shana. Oh, spoilers. spoilers for Sorry, Yellow Jackets. You haven't seen Yellow Jackets. Uh, I'm going to bleep that part. Okay. For sure. But I cannot wait for this affair and this murder. Yeah, Shana, it's going to be torrid AF. She Look. can't wait for her the affair, she says, with her husband here. I just want a hot young artist Zoomer to.
That's all. Okay. That's also okay. No. Okay. Definitely leave Younger that millennial. In. Wait, how old are Zoomers? How old are the elder Zoomers? How old is the oldest Zoomer? Probably Does like 20, know? 23. <laughs> how old is the Okay, oldest so they're legal. Zoomer. They're legal. Phew. <laughs> they're le- yeah, they're you, legal. You want to get Phew. railed by someone in Hype House. <laughs> uh, I, she like, wants the I Paul like brothers to a spit quest, roast. A quest to find the oldest Zoomer. Uh, I I would like to. Yeah. What is I, the I official birth date of the oldest possible Zoomer? Well, it have to be like twelve oh one January first on whenever Zoomers start. Two thousand nineteen ninety, or yeah, maybe around two thousand, around there. Yeah. The, the oldest 90s. Zoomer will be around twenty three. So someone born after 1996. So someone like our Zoomer friend Hayden, someone in that range. Anyway. Okay. There, there's someone right, on TikTok so, named, uh, in their screen name here, is the oldest Zoomer. <laughs> I uh, made this guy my, is definitely a millennial. Never mind. My, uh, <laughs> don't dox me, but, or don't, don't look me up, but my Zoom, my TikTok, my TikTok name is CoolZoomer182. I only use it to view. Okay. I thought you were so not okay, going to find any. <laughs> I thought you were going to say what? the Zoomer groomer. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Ew. I don't like That's my TikTok <laughs> name. Hello. Okay. Cut, cut that. Cut, cut that, that. Cut that. Okay. Okay. Are you ready for your Capricorn quiz? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. So we're going to see how well we know caps. Uh, what element is Capricorn? Fire, earth, water, or air? I know it's earth because you kept saying it a minute ago. Hell yeah. yeah. Wouldn't have gotten that okay. without are, are, are both are these open to both of the Capricorns? Yeah. Okay. Whichever Capricorn knows it, just just shout it out. Okay. On which day does Capricorn season begin? December fifteenth, December twenty second, January first, or January third? Sometime in December, right? Fifteenth or twenty second. I think it's the twenty second. Okay, final answer. Caps, I need a consensus here. Let's go with the twenty second. Let's go yeah, with the twenty second. Yeah, fifteenth would be too long if I'm if the seventeenth makes me a Capricorn. Yeah. That is correct. All right. What planet currently rules Capricorn? Saturn, Saturn Uranus, Jupiter, or Pluto? Oh, should, someone seemed very Saturn. Correct. I don't understand that question. <laughs> what sign is Capricorn's opposite sign? Aquarius, Gemini, Cancer, or Scorpio? Uh, better not say Scorpio. I was going to say Libra. It's either Gemini or Scorpio. I'm going to say Gemini. Gemini? Uh, Josh, how do you feel about this answer? (laughs) Sounds good to me. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I got a message from our friend Taylor last night, and uh, she was talking about how uh, she was supposed to have a, a male friend over. And then she realized she didn't want to fuck with no Gemini's that night. She just did not have the energy for it, which I thought was really funny. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that was wrong. Oh. Your opposite sign is cancer. No, really? Well, that makes sense. Yeah. It's like half. On the opposite side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Taurus is a Scorpio. Ah. So, in- I knew it wasn't that. Interesting. <laughs> like, does, does that mean anything in the world of astrology? Like, what would my, are they the exact opposite of me? Are they my nemesis? Yes. Nah. Um. I mean, I guess it could be. Maybe it's an opposite. But it's an opposite attract kind of thing, too, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. More likely. Okay, so what modality is assigned to Capricorn? Cardinal, fixed, mutable, or neutral? What are these? Cardinal. Ooh. Josh, what do you think? Hold on, I'm looking up Hope Hicks' zodiac sign. She's a Libra. 
A Libra. Libra, huh? Yeah. Okay. Um, wait, what was the question? <laughs> what modality is assigned to Capricorn? Oh, mutable. Mutable? Uh-oh, we got two conflicting answers. I, I, that's the only one I remembered. What are these? Crystal? Anyone? I'm I'm going with Cardinal. She said Cardinal. That is correct. Wow. Cardinal initiates the long-term plan. Story ah. of my life. Okay, <laughs> so what type of sign is Capricorn? Mutable, feminine, zany, or masculine? I like zany. I have no zany. idea. So I'm going to go with zany. Not yeah, masculine. Josh, you guys want zany? zany? We got two zanies. I'm sorry, that's wrong. You're masculine. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> the masculine urge to that be zany. That might be right. A little uh, right now. Okay. Which characteristic is Capricorn renowned for? Strong work ethic, unrivaled focus, drive, or all of the above? All of the above. All of the above. Always. Yep. That is correct. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. We got we got two uh, grind set hustlers hey, over my here. My co-star that I looked at the other day told me to be a landlord. <laughs> Who told you this? Uh, my I looked up something on co-star and it said my ideal job was landlord. Oh. Well, yeah, just passive income, you, buddy. You have been one before. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, how did that work out for me? I was a terrible landlord. I lost <laughs> so much money. Okay. Uh, Every person that, that ever lived there owes me tons of money and destroyed the house. <laughs> <laughs> what place does Capricorn out at in the... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's friend of the show. I have to beep. I have to beep it. What place does Capricorn fall at in the Zodiac? First, third, tenth, or eleventh? Uh, tenth. Joshua? Tenth? I don't know. Sounds good to me. Tenth. Good job. <laughs> I believe Aries is the first sign, right? Yeah. Anyway. So Pisces is twelfth. Or... Yeah. What house rules Capricorn? First, second, fifth, or tenth? I don't know. Tenth? <laughs> I don't even understand what half these things are asking. Tenth is correct. Wow. Good guess. You trusted your Capricorn intuition. And finally, what signs surround Capricorn? Is it Sagittarius and Aquarius, Scorpio and Sagittarius, Libra and Aries, or Cancer and Pisces? Cancer and Pisces. No. Sagittarius and Aquarius. That's correct. We got uh, eight out of ten correct. Uh, you really know Capricorn better than you might have thought. Extra points if you don't even have Capricorn in your big three. So good job, guys. Yes. And All right. I do have a question for Josh. What's your uh, What's your birthday? January 17th. Oh, I'm January 16th. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you know that you share a birthday with Betty White? I used to. What? <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. <laughs> Now I share one with Kid Rock. Wait. Oh, yeah. She was a few weeks out from her 100th. Yeah. Wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. I share. I think she died on like New Year's Eve or something. Or right after or right before. I share a birthday with John Carpenter, Sade, Aaliyah, Lin-Manuel Miranda. There's some good caps. Uh, The best cap of all is David Bowie. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Yes. David Bowie. Mm -hmm. There we go. Yeah, hold on. I'm looking up Josh's birthday. Real I quick. didn't realize Jim Carrey was born on my birthday until this year because he put ah. out a video, and he's 60. I thought he was joking. I didn't realize he was that old. Oh my god! But that makes sense when I think about it. But Josh, you share a birthday with Jake Paul. Bet you didn't know that, did nice. you? Nice. 
Oh. Former First Lady Michelle Obama. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Dwayne Wade. Uh, sorry, I'm looking through here to see. Oh, Zoe Deschanel. Nice. What? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. if I had known that ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maury Povich. I always think how he's eighty three. By the way, Maury is eighty three. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, that's old. Yeah, he looked old whenever I was <laughs> yeah. a kid. He's one of those people who's always been old, like Steve Martin. I always think something interesting. Sorry, we're just going to talk about Capricorn just for a minute because, I mean. This is mine and Josh's show, right? Uh-huh. And yeah. I did uh-huh. just celebrate 40, so I'm kind of in a mindset of, like, mm. I own the world right now. Just, you know, uh-huh. for this moment, because, yeah, I'm 40. Look, this decade belongs to the 40-somethings. Exactly. Zoomers, this is our time. fuck yeah. off. And if you're a Zoomer listening to this, we love you. So, But <laughs> something I find interesting about Capricorn is I feel like there's such a difference in the like December Capricorns and the January Capricorns. Does that have anything to do with when they went to school? I don't know. I mean, I know for me, I can't, I don't, I won't speak for you, Josh, but let me know if you have this, this feeling too. I like having a January birthday because there's something about like, I start my new year in the new year. Mm. Mm, I mean, I hated it as a kid, Growing up in Springfield, you feel like Missouri, you get screwed over. Because, yeah, like I didn't, you know, I had no, like you couldn't have like a party at the park or whatever for your birthday. You know, it was always fucking cold. But I feel like the December Capricorns, I don't know. Raw maybe, deal. Maybe they're just grumpy because they're <laughs> like having their birthday like Christmas week or whatever. They're getting, they're getting outshined yeah. by the, the top Capricorn. Yeah. That's yeah, fine. the very, yeah, um, oh, yeah. My husband's dad's birthday is on Christmas Day. My uncle Todd is a Christmas Day baby, and my grandpa was a New Year's Day baby. Oh. I was surrounded by fucking Capricorns. I was too. I would start lying about my birthday when I got older. <laughs> I would too. My uh, the woman who raised me, my great grandmother, she was a Capricorn, and my cousins that I grew up with were. No, they were Aquarius. Okay, I was raised by a Capricorn. I was raised by a Capricorn and a Leo, so that was an interesting, uh, <laughs> big Leo. Listen, energy. I was raised by a Leo, and if you count my sister as raising me, a Libra, and I am fucked. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> I don't count her as raising me. Uh, maybe a little. I would tell um, you what I was raised by, but it would... Involve me knowing two pieces of information I don't know. <laughs> it's like a righteous, righteous gemstones. Don't know the birthdays, Go ahead. don't know the signs. Go ahead and enter uh, Daddy's birthday there. Oh, yeah, no one knows the birthday. Yeah. I was like, this is me. If someone put a gun to my head and made me tell them Blake's birthday, it'd be like, I don't know. My birthday? You fucker, you know it. It's eleven twenty two eighty four. But I will tell you, for years she's forgotten it before. Years, I would look up Scarlett Johansson's birthday to get Big Blake's birthday <laughs> because it. I just she knew Googles that it. they were the exact same day. So I was like, oh shit, just look up Scarlett Johansson real quick. <laughs> um, 
I don't know why, but I always have trouble remembering Will, my husband's birthday. It's February 23rd. What is wrong with us? It's February 23rd, and I don't know why. I always am like, is it February 23rd or February 24th? So the way I always remember it is that I have a poster from a Modest Mouse show I went to in 2005 on my wall that's February 23rd. And one time we made a joke like, oh, I know what I was doing on your 25th birthday. Like I was at a Modest Mouse show on your 25th birthday. So now if I forget, I just go look at the Modest Mouse poster and see what the date was. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I got you. I just look, if I forget my own birthday, I look up the date of the JFK assassination. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I say, oh, that's it. That's it. So uh, lovely memories is what I'm getting at. Yeah. I guess we should probably talk about this book. Yeah. I, what happens in the book? Let's I'm going to keep going on a tangent. Can we just uh, yeah. confirm? Uh, wait, are you a 1983-er? 81. Oh, 81. Oh, okay. So you just turned yeah. 41. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he entered the 40 door before we did. Okay. Uh, he was... The first pandemic birthday I remember, I felt so bad about because he was turning forty, and it was. I was sitting uh, pretty that first time when it when it came around. I was like, "Well, there won't be any problems for my birthday." Well, uh, <laughs> so on your thirty ninth birthday, did is that when we went and saw uh, that horrible uh, 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 M Night Shyamalan movie, Glass? Yeah, Glass. Was that thirty ninth? Yeah. No, it was like Unbreakable. Was no, wait. No, it's, it's called Glass. Glass. Oh, yeah. Okay. Unbreakable is the first. That was 20 years ago. <laughs> 22 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Okay. I was trying to remember if that's what I we did on That might have been 30. I don't remember. But I had a birthday that year. And then mm-hmm. everyone was like, boo-hoo, it's March 2020. I don't get a birthday. And I was like, ha-ha, just add mine, suckers. This will never be a problem <laughs> ever again. <laughs> this whole thing will blow uh, over in six weeks. I mean, we're going to... I don't think I would have predicted that... You know, when my January 2021 birthday was fucked, like that was that was assumed. But then when my January when my 40th birthday ended up having to be completely like rescheduled and redone at the last minute because of Omicron, it was like, oh, okay, well, yeah. 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 I thought three shots in the arm should have got me that fucking Thursday concert on my birthday. But no. Everyone else had to fucking ruin it. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry you didn't get to go see Thursday. I do feel bad about that. It's fine. Are they postponing it? And also, it? Lucy. Wasn't your Lucy Dacus show canceled too? That was canceled, like, as I was waiting outside the venue an hour before they were going to open the doors because someone in the, the one of the bands had COVID. And so they all had to so get tested. Up. So they just canceled, like, a few tour dates. The show was canceled while you were waiting outside for it? Waiting in line. It was like maybe we an hour, a half an hour before the doors. And I thought they were joking. How, how when is there someone came out was like, uh, we're canceling because of COVID. <laughs> in Rioting Iowa City. Dacus fans. You drove all the way to Iowa City and the show was canceled? I was already in Iowa for a book sale. I just stayed there an extra day uh, for the concert. And... Yeah. Uh, the, I would say 30 lesbians in front of me were very upset. Oh, <laughs> this could have been their first show. Like, you know, I mean, if Phoebe Bridgers had been canceled, I probably would have cried too. Yeah. Because that was our first outing, COVID outing. 
Yeah, so. Was that your first yeah. and only one? Because that's that's the only thing well, I've I've gone to. No, we were supposed to go see Caroline Polachek, but oh, that's right, the, yeah. uh, Blake hurt his back. I I'm now too constant. Like I'm supposed to. Yeah, I'm too down. We'll see how many more I miss. All right, so let's try to dive in here. Yeah. Blake is uh, ripping into a Lacroix. Grip, grip it and rip yeah. it, Lacroix. <laughs> Uh, wow, Capricorn and Co. Also, I just want to, I'm very proud of us and our tradition of starting episodes about a particular uh, astrological sign as soon as that uh, season has ended, because oh, we are not again. We are in Aquarius season right now, folks. But all right, I guess I'll just dive in. This book, though, is basically just a b- breakup book, right? Yeah, I mean, it's really sad. It is a downer. It's about it doesn't have the fun vibes of a of a young Virgo trying to get laid. You know, slowly coming to the realization that your man is no good. But yeah, I didn't. Ju- well, it's a it's like a breakup book and a holiday book, obviously mm-hmm. because around holiday season. But uh, I think it's also a book about friendship, mm-hmm. which we can talk uh, about. But yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they all, well, they're the Zodiac Club. They're they're besties for life, you know? So They're like the Babysitter's Club, but not quite as likable. Well, I just, they never got the, the foothold on the culture like right. BSC did. So. They don't have the acclaim. Yeah. Um, so Gail and Andy are a couple. Uh, they are both Capricorns. And Gail is madly in love with Andy. He is a college boy. He's entrepreneurial that's a horrible word can someone say that entrepreneurial (laughs) okay that's just an ugly word uh sigma grind set yeah total total grind set he in fact owns his own business called high score tees and gail works for him can i say what this sounds like and tell me if i'm right okay if high score tees dropped in 2022 Mm -hmm. It would be the cringiest nerd t-shirt company imaginable, <laughs> like video game stuff, right? Mm. I He gives me more of a bro vibe. <laughs> yeah, he like really it, does have a bro vibe. And this is, what? what's the copyright date, Crystal? Was it 84? I think it was 84. Because I feel like this is pre-video game culture. Yeah, copyright there, 84. There, there was video game there culture. There was. I'm a video hard. game nerd at this point. But he definitely yeah. gives me Galaga bro heads. vibe. Yeah, and I think later she's talking about the t-shirts and says that some of them are risque. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yes. Yeah. yeah he, he's more so, of a big dog kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and Andy continues the long tradition of boyfriends who are dating girls in the Zodiac Club of negging them because they are into astrology. Mm. Uh, I don't know why. Was the only one who was maybe supportive uh, Jessica's match in the Virgo book, or did he make fun of it too? Yeah. Can I can I stop and give some advice uh-huh. to my fellas, if you're listening? Mm-hmm. Ladies, turn off this. This is just for the boys. Guys. Ladies, leave the room. Guys, you just have to pretend to be interested in this dumb bullshit. Be nice right. about it. Don't be condescending. Just be like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. Because if you don't, you never get in late again. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't be like, oh, oh you still believe in that bullshit? <laughs> hey, you know what? Just have fun with it. It's 
fun. Astrology is fun. Yeah, it's fun until someone's like, uh, I'm a Libra. I'm not going to date you with your energy. <laughs> Wait. Actually, a Libra would never experience? say that. Libras are like... <laughs> Mm. Libras date everyone. That's their thing. Do they? Okay. So well, that's good. They're yeah. the sluttiest sign. But even with with Andy, I mean, I think he, just anything Gail would be interested in, he would hate. He really seems to dislike yeah, he, her. <laughs> and <laughs> he wants to isolate her from her friends and anything that makes her her, you know? Yeah. And by the way, they spend so much time together because she devotes almost all of her free time to his garage-based business. It'd be basically like if, uh, basically, if he became like a t-shirt mogul, he would be like, I did this all on my own, just like a, a Bezos, you know, or a uh, uh, Bill Gates type who, who was, was like, all my own guys, worked hard. Steve Jobs, Wolzniak. She's she's yeah. She's, yeah. yeah, she's Waz doing uh-huh. doing all this work and he's just like yeah. Oh yeah, thanks, bud. I mean she even yeah, quits like she quits like the newspaper. I have a list of things. Uh okay, she quit all her dance classes, quit the school paper, didn't try out for the play, and her grades are dropping. She's taking an incomplete in French. So this guy, he's ruining no good. I'll say something I've said in other books. Where are her parents? Where are this girl's parents? She sees them when she eats dinner. She does. She does. Yeah. And why are they not yeah. saying, even- wait, you're spending, you're, yeah, you're, you're getting an incomplete in French, yet you're working 45, you have a full-time job printing the ugliest <laughs> t-shirts on the planet? Yeah. For, oh, for a college also, boy? Yeah. Yeah. And also, he, he really wants her around because she has all these great business ideas yeah. and like a Capricorn would. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, like whenever she wants to go to her, her Zodiac club meeting, he's like, mm, you need to stay because after Christmas, my sales will drop and we got to think of a new, new way to make money. But yeah, Valentine's anyway. day being around the corner. Couldn't think of anything there. But what he means is a way yeah. for him to make money. Yeah. So she does go to her uh, her Zodiac Club meeting. She's just a little late. And there they decide that they're going to have a Christmas gift exchange, but they're going to draw astrological signs for the gift exchange and buy the gift based on the signs. So instead of drawing people's hmm. names, right? Did you guys uh, relate to your gifts at all? The gift suggestions that they gave for Capricorns? I will go to the page. I want to know mine. Would you like me to read them out, Josh? I think I wrote these down specifically about how much I would hate them. Okay, we should read them out for the <laughs> for the listener, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I see it now. I would throw it away. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so You would put it in the return pile? <laughs> everything. Listen to this bullshit. The gift ideas for Capricorn are an antique-style pocket or wristwatch, a jewelry box... A canteen or thermos, mountaineering socks, a hiker's belt, an antique walking stick, a flannel nightshirt, and anything anything else old, weather-beaten, or outdoorsy. So what you're saying is this uh, vintage fedora that I bought for Josh for his (laughs) 41st birthday, I just need to toss it. The only thing I would take here is the Ebenezer Scrooge old-timey pajamas. That I'm fine with. (laughs) 
like the the walking stick. The antique walking stick. I would like mm-hmm. to have a walking stick. I mean, mm-hmm. also, I mean, an antique wristwatch. That might be nice. Like, yeah, new year, cool. new antiques. New year. As long as it's not a pocket watch, uh, which is. Mm-hmm. A weird guy thing to have. Yeah. Uh, for tourists, they were tickets to a rock concert, a wallet, or a piggy bank because we like money. We uh, like change. <laughs> a hanging plant, uh, six different shades of nail polish, a vintage hat, and okay. anything else elegant, antique, or that feeds the Torian instinct for making money, You're- which is why I live in a duplex. <laughs> All that money. Yours is so much better, though. Tickets to a rock concert? Yeah. Like, that's cool. Yeah. I get yeah. mountaineering socks. You get fucking yeah. tickets hey, next year. Concert. Guess what? I'm sending you a canteen next year or a thermos. <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> um, You're seeing Incubus, and I've got a little thing like I'm the little mouse from Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> um, so... Anyway, at the club, they kind of talk about dating college boys, and Penny uh, assumes, because it's Saturday, that Gil and Andy have a standing date because they've been dating for two months. And she's like, yeah, sure, uh, we have a standing date. Uh, yeah, sure, he tells me he loves me all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's what's going on. Um, which, by the way, none of that is happening. Um, her boyfriend, in fact, I think, chooses to go to a frat party with the boys with instead the boys. of hanging out with his girlfriend. <laughs> I, is it Saturday? Yeah. I've met like throughout the book. I'm like, where is there any part where they actually, you know, all they do is work or uh, that's it. He turns like, their scenes together are basically them working. He turns on the seduction when he needs to seduce her away from hanging out with her friends. Yes. At that party. Yes. And he went to yeah. isolate her. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, Gail he's got all the is... male manipulator stuff down he's good at it. he really does he does um so uh at school the next uh monday i guess um this is actually a weird scene because they're in the bathroom gossiping and primping and they realize that gail is not with them she's in the stall because she has her period and then as they're walking down the hall i wrote penny basically announces gail's on her period <laughs> like i don't know it sounds like something like your little brother would do uh-huh. like carrie type thing yeah like jessica's in a bad mood because she's on her period anyway so at lunch gail leaves to use the phone to call andy and she does this all the time right like she'll skip a class to call him yes. because he won't answer french class especially um, yeah <laughs> yeah and also i wrote she um, goes out like in the freezing cold to try to call yeah, him. to use the payphone. Yeah. Um, and so I wrote down one thing because Jessica is at lunch with them and has chow mein and someone described it as questionable oriental glop. Oh. So I had to write that yeah. down. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anything, any questionable language I have to write down or descriptions. Um, but they're all worried about Gail because of all the things that she's dropped and her performance in classes. And, you know, she gets obsessed because he'll just drop out and she won't see him for a few days and he won't talk to her and he won't call her. And she's just becomes like obsessed. Um, There's a part where like they're trying to figure out the friends at lunch are discussing like, what's the matter with Gail? And one of them says nothing except a four letter word. And then someone says, I don't get it. And they're like, (laughs) (laughs) A-N-D-Y. Was it Jessica who said she doesn't get it? Because that sounds like a Jessica thing. Total Jessica. Uh, Yeah, it was Jessica. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I knew it. That's my Jess. So, um, and I think that whenever she comes back and she tells them, you know, I haven't seen him. I'm just worried. Um, they're like, oh, we saw him at the diner with a bunch of dudes talking to a girl. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, so the Zodiacs are going to have a party soon to celebrate the end of their exams. And they ask if Andy and Gail are coming. And Gail says, yeah, I think so. Um, but you know what? Let me, I'm going to cut my English class. I'm going to call Andy again <laughs> to confirm that he's coming. And they're like, no, don't, don't skip your class. And Gail's like, don't be so worried. I've done it more than once this week. More than once this week? What is this school? This is a... I got I got phone calls from home yes. if I skipped class. Yes. And by the way, I would get home before my mom and I would erase that uh-huh. shit. So... And I also Steaming. would intercept any letters from school. So the good thing about being a latchkey kid is your parents have no idea. <laughs> like how if you're how old is she? Do we know that? She is about 17. to turn 17. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And he's yeah. 19? 18. I would say, yeah. Is he 18? Yeah, it says okay. in the beginning, he's the oldest the oldest guy she's dated. He's 18. Ooh. Okay, so he'll turn 19, though, because he's a fellow yeah. Capricorn, yeah. I'm guessing. Okay. okay. So at the party, um, it's almost 10 o'clock, and Gail and Andy have not showed up yet. JL tries calling, and other girls are like, you know what? He's Andy's not dependable. They're not going to show up. And they're all kind of hanging out to party and they notice a car driving up through the windows, but no one is getting out. So (laughs) it is. So the Zodiacs are kind of speculating on what's happening. And Kathy says three guesses. And I bet you a dollar they still don't make it to the party. (laughs) Well, they don't. Three guesses. Andy, Andy and Andy. (laughs) Because when they're in the car, Andy says, you know, it's just that I'd rather do something else. Anything but go to their party. Come on. They're such kids. Don't make me spend Friday night with the Zodiacs. You're not. And he he does the you're not like girls that age. you're different than them. Oh, <laughs> They're little kids. Groomer. Yeah. 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 And of course, you know, Gil gives in um, and she says, I don't want to go to the party if you don't. I just want to be with you. So the Zodiacs from inside the house watch as their friends <laughs> drive off. They the called night. it. Creepy. It's weird. And in the car, he's but, being more physically like. Doesn't uh-huh. he like put his her hand like on his chest and? Oh yeah, he's definitely being more physical and 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 um, I guess more affectionate. Paying than attention we to her <laughs> instead of being like, yeah. "Hey, uh, yeah. uh, take this box of T-shirts downstairs or whatever." Yeah. So um, Jessica, Abby, and Kathy decide to go to Andy's studio for a surprise visit to see Gail. And Jessica just doesn't understand what the big deal is because Gail's a level-headed Capricorn. And she says, I still say you're making something out of nothing. If I had a cute college guy like Andy to go out with, I think I'd forget about high school and and our parties and the two of you. So, yeah. Good job, Jess. So whenever they show up, Gail is surprised by their visit and gives them a tour. And Andy comes to see what's going on. And um, Kathy's like, you know what? We just were worried because he didn't come to the party. And Andy's like, oh, Gail didn't feel well. And he leads Gail away <laughs> from her friends. Um, well, first, and- this is like the first. This is one of the places that I wrote in my notes. Like, I don't want to share Capricorn with Andy. Because while her friends are there, he yells across the, it says that he yells across the um, studio, hey, Treacher, Andy shouted from across the studio before Kathy could finish her thought. What are you doing? Teaching school or working? Like, 
what is he your boss <laughs> is he your boss well, or her boyfriend I, <laughs> he will be that's why you should not shit where you eat mm-hmm. that's my advice to anyone listening yeah couples shouldn't Don't do do things like be podcast hosts together Oh, and he calls her treacher. We never have. Look, we don't make uh, money off of this. That's so fine. <laughs> he calls her. Wait till the high dollar rolls nothing, in. Nothing wrong could possibly Maybe happen. Maybe he's trying to make it seem like he's not favoring her above anyone else that is printing, um, I don't know, Ms. Pac-Man on a t-shirt. But again, she is getting okay. no money. Yeah, no right? money. And she does No money. And she does a lot of the work. She She's Mr. Manager. Giving. I mean, she takes them through and shows them how to print a T-shirt. Yeah. Like she's showing them all the equipment yeah. and it's like, and you do this. And I mean, I learned a lot just from reading this book about screen printing, hand screen printed T-shirts. So all taught by Gail. A lot of respect. Gail Treacher mm-hmm. is uh, the teacher. Here's OK. If you set this in contemporary times, this is what it would be. He would be in a band and she would be making all of the band merch and selling all merch the band girl. merch. And doing all of that. And he would be, she'd be coming up with the designs for the, you know, the punk band. All their graphic and, designs yeah. and their logo she would and have everything the like that. Silk screen. She would make the shirts. Mm-hmm. And she would also probably be housing and feeding them. Like, uh, yes. did, has anyone seen the uh, second volume of um, The Decline of Western Civilization, yeah. which is yeah. about 80s hair metal? <laughs> and there are these like loser Great. guys in a band that I can't even remember what they were called, but they're like, yeah, we used to date girls just so they would feed us. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) so we didn't have to work. Like these girls would fawn all over us and then, you know, take us home and, and fuck us and feed us basically. So yeah, they never had to work. They just had to play hair metal. That's the dream. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't blame them. I guess if you can get away with that. Um, but uh, the Zodiacs kind of argue about the situation, the ones who witnessed this. Um, Jessica thinks that uh, Andy is so hot and that he treats Gail okay. He hugs her and he kisses her. But, Ugh. you know, Abby, Abby points out that he's controlling and says she gives up all the things she likes, sacrifices her grades. And for what? A kiss? And Jessica <laughs> says maybe his kisses are worth it. So hey. I thought he was slinging like exactly. a dick game or something. <laughs> Painful. I don't know that they've had, they don't really talk about sex that They're much. not she having sex. Like They're absolutely it's not implied. having sex in this book. Oh. They're, well, if she's doing all this and not even for dick, then uh, yeah. I don't know what to tell her. They're she, just like heavy petting and making out a lot. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. That's sad. So um, they convince Gail to leave to go to lunch with them. Um, and Gail's like, well, let me ask Andy's permission. And the girls are like, force her out. And they say she's, she's going. Does she actually go? Oh, she says she's not going. Girls leave. She stays. Then he's cold to her. She stays. That's my note. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. They try to force her out and she says she's not going. And then I've written that this book never even makes us try to like him. This book really does never give us anything, any positives. We never even see why she could like him. He might be a good kisser, and he's a college boy. I mean, what else do you want? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he hugs her and he kisses her, you know. Yeah. They should try to sell him a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but before they leave, though, they invite him to go ice skating, and Andy's like, uh, oh, no, they invite Gail to go ice skating, and Gail's like, um, I think Andy hates ice skating, but I'll check with him. Um, so 
Andy is very mad about the Zodiac showing up and he's annoyed by Gil because she brings up astrological compatibility. (laughs) (laughs) So just ignore it, guys. Just play along. It's fun. I mean, Blake's a believer now. So I, you never know. I what saw happens. the light based on this yellow jackets quiz. So Yep. Yep. That's science. Um so I believe the science. <laughs> after this incident, Gail does not talk to Andy. He hasn't called her in like five days. And she's not eating. She's not sleeping very well. Um at dinner with her parents, they remark on how tired she seems. I mean, this whole and this whole part is just like viscerally sad to me. Like, it's just so, it's so painful. Well, I think it's, like, really well written yeah. to describe, like, how, like, a like an obsessive crush feels whenever you're young. Yeah. And if someone is not giving you back what you think you need or whatever. For example, she, okay, there's this section where Gil wondered if her mother might be the right person to talk to about Andy. No, probably not. How could Gil explain that the reason she couldn't eat, the reason her stomach was in knots, was because Andy hadn't called her in five days? I literally had those exact lines underlined. Yeah. <laughs> with a star. Yeah. Yeah. She could just tell herself, she could just hear herself tell her mother that the reason she looked tired was because she couldn't sleep thinking about Andy, that her eyes were red because she had been crying. So. It's so um, painful. And, yeah. And when they flash back to that night that they didn't go to the Zodiac's party, she's remembering they went back to the studio and she didn't want to be alone with him. Like, she even says that, that she was excited and yet at the same time afraid to be all alone with him. Like, is she afraid because he's an asshole or is she afraid because she is not ready for that kind of, like, uh, intimacy that he might demand? Like, that's my my question. I think both. Um, and probably just. Yeah, it kind of go hand in hand. I think yeah. underneath it all, she knows that he doesn't love her. Right, like, yeah. and she doesn't want to to find that out. She's constantly been asking, like, other people, do you think he likes me? You know, like, <laughs> she wants validation from someone. Mm-hmm. And she even lies to her friends, like, when they're like, yeah, he tells you he loves you, right? And she's like, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> he loves me. Um, and after the Zodiacs had left the other day, they got into an argument, and um, I believe I wrote... Andy convinces Gail to dislike Kathy, and then Gail promises to never let her or any other Zodiac back into the studio. Yeah. So, dick move. Um, so, uh, ding dong doorbell rings, <laughs> and um, it's a couple of the Zodiacs, and um, Gail is convinced that they are spying on her for Kathy. Um, Gail tells them about Andy, and they invite her to go Christmas shopping on Saturday. And I wrote, she keeps asking if astrology book could be wrong. So no. the answer is no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, and right as her friends are about to leave, Andy does call and say, oh, you know, sorry, I haven't been uh, talking to you for a week. I've been working on a project for school. So, and by the way, no group project. No one is that dead. As someone who's done many group <laughs> projects, I'm the only one who's fucking dedicated to the group project. No one else is. Especially Andy, who obviously likes to rely on other people to do most of his work for him. Yeah. Not very Capricorn-y, if you're wanting my opinion. But anyway. So the gang goes shopping at the mall. And Gail looks and feels like her old self. And she wants to get Andy a very expensive gift. She wants to get him a quartz watch. Was, um, was this on the list of things to get? 
for his sign? I don't believe so. Yeah, that's... I thought there was an antique watch or something. Yeah, antique oh, yeah. watch. But... Yeah. Yeah. And one of her friends, like Mara tries... They kind of all try to point out that that's out of the realm. A bit much. <laughs> she <laughs> yeah. should give him a like hiking staff. They've been dating staff. for two months. Here's a like, stick. Go a... take a hike, man. <laughs> Here's a thermos, buddy. Um, yeah. I mean, everyone's like, this is kind of weird. And I think it's Abby who's talking about what to get for her boyfriend. And Gail's like, hey, maybe you can buy one of Andy's T-shirts. And it pisses Kathy off. Kathy is a Leo, everyone. So mm-hmm. big Leo energy. Yeah. She's mad because all that Gail talks about are these damn T-shirts. And they all bought one at Thanksgiving. And now <laughs> Gail is suggesting them as gifts for boyfriends while she buys her own boyfriend an expensive watch. Like, And the what? the only picture we see of these shirts is on the cover and they're hideous. I have a feeling everyone was pissed off about the t-shirt suggestion, but Kathy, mm-hmm. with like the big Leo energy, was mm-hmm. the only one to call it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Gail accuses Kathy of being jealous of her and Andy and um, accuses her of wanting to break them up. And she says, he was right about all of you. You don't want to be my friends. The only reason you asked me to join this dumb club is because you needed the Capricorn. Zodiac Club is stupid anyway. Token. <laughs> and I bet you dumped me in a minute if someone you liked better came along. And then she leaves. Um, so uh, Gail goes back to Andy's studio and they talk about the argument. And Andy's like, don't get me in the middle of this. You fight your own battles. Buddy, she started this because of you. Like... Anyway, but that's his way um, of just twisting. Like, that's the thing. He isolates and then he twists it around and, you know, turns it all on her. Basically, just like making her feel crazy and alone yeah. all around, you know. Could we take a pause for a a funny moment that happens at the at the mall before everything blows up and they have the big fight? Um, yeah, let's get some some funny. Yeah, in a little a little little comic relief. It was probably the funniest part of the book to me. Um, so, Gail drew Leo. So she Gail's yeah. supposed to get Kathy's present, and at one point they're all in a store together, and it says, "Wait, wait up a minute, everybody!" Kathy called out. She couldn't resist stopping by the shawls in the accessories department. The Leo in you is showing, Abby teased, as Kathy draped one over her shoulders. I can't help it. I'm drooling. Would you look at this one and feel how soft it is? I love it. Apparently, Leo's love shawls. Maybe that should be a t-shirt. Leo's love shawls. It's very Little House on the Prairie, you know? A good shawl. Have shawls been in fashion since uh, 1915? Anne of Green Gables. <laughs> Let's bring them back. That's, I'm trying oh. to picture what this. We need Katie's expertise. What would a shawl in like 1984, 1984 look like? Um, I'm curious. I just picture like the kids from Valley Girl, like, and I'm not picturing any of them in a shawl. Yeah, because like so. I can picture like tying a sweater, a sweater. but not yep. like a. That's what I'm picturing. Not a shawl. Let's get, mm-hmm. Let's get those girls in Euphoria High wearing some shawls. 
So then I also noted somewhere else. In this but it's book, a shawl and a bra. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's actually get those shawls covering some of them up is what I'd say. <laughs> Earlier on in Josh this book, cover up the euphoria girl. They talked about teaching somebody how to do the jitterbug at that party. And I was like, what are these just these random, random, like 1915 references? Okay. Do we have yeah. a a octogenarian writer again is it one of those things <laughs> she's one of those writers that i could not find anything about i think and she's writing about her glory days yeah. when teddy roosevelt was president are you looking up 1980s shawl just i am i am a, a lot of things that are coming up are actually more like um poncho style but here's a, allegedly yeah, an armani 1980 style shawl oh, okay. that okay. does look uh-huh. like a poncho because it's okay. enormous well it's the way she has it styled i can or definitely cape. see kathy yeah. drooling over something like that yeah for so. the listener it kind of looks like the mandalorian <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool um so uh after she talks about the fight with andy um andy's like hey you know what we need to uh, maybe toss around some business ideas. Let's go to the, get some lunch and go to the diner. Um, at the diner, Andy, of course, flirts with the waitress, which annoys Gail. Boo. Um, fucking Andy. Yeah. Scum. So, um, Jessica, uh, sorry, I said Jessica. So Gail hmm. suggests some of her ideas. Um, one of them is silk screening Zodiac signs on sleep shirts. Not a bad idea. I think. Remember those Garfield shirts with. Yeah, I want one. I want a Taurus Garfield shirt. Yeah, big sellers. Big sellers. Classic. That's a fashion staple that everyone should have is a. Bring them back. Garfield. uh, Garfield with ram horns. (laughs) I mean, just a few pages before, Andy had said that he wants his administrative assistant to be uh, fun and optimistic. What's more fun and optimistic than like. Silk screening Garfield um, astrological signs. I mean, there is the copyright issue. I guess it doesn't stop most people. Yeah, if this, well, back then there will probably still be lawsuits, but no one seems to even pretend to care about copyright infringement anymore. Jim yeah. Davis has given Come up. Come after me. Yeah. Um, she also suggests uh, silk screening Zodiac signs on pillowcases. Um, maybe create a video game or a computer game. These girls always go to I video know, games and computer games. What is this? Oh, yeah, there was a computer thing uh-huh. in the last one. But what would a video game look like? I don't know. Just something that has to do with horoscopes of the signs of Zodiac the Zodiac. blasters. And, um, I'm thinking of 80s. Yeah. Andy thinks these all have potential and he'll get with his friend Jace. Um, and this is the only time that he does anything that's maybe sweet is when they leave it snowing and he kisses Gail. And I think she. I wrote that Gail knew Andy thought a white Christmas was romantic. So... Um, Anyway, it is now Christmas Eve, and the Treacher family, they really go hard for Christmas, and Gail has invited Andy to every single event. And... Every event. For New Year's Eve, yeah. Every event. We're talking about Christmas Eve night, dinner, uh, and then she talks about having rum toddies by the fireplace, and that's where she'll give him the court's watch. Can we talk about the rum toddies for a minute? I was so confused. Are these like rum, like her mother is going to make them rum toddies? Like, is this with rum? Is there some kind of non-alcoholic? There's like a thing with hot toddies where it used to be that they didn't consider it bad to give to a child. Yeah. I mean, my mom, when I was sick, 
uh, I remember her giving me like a shot of whiskey. Uh, Basically, it just made me pass out. You know what I mean? If like you're letting me your sleepy. daughter get piped down by a college guy, I think you can let her have one supervised alcoholic drink. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like my mom on New Year's Eve, I remember being like 17 or something, and she let me have champagne, like a glass of champagne at midnight or something. So I think there are parents who are like, you can have one drink, you know. Cool uncles. Uh, hey. You can have those. you can have six beers, buddy. Shout out to those she, uncles. It says her mother would make rum toddies, and she and Andy would sip them by the fire, and then open their presents. Like mm-hmm. it's so she's so just like in it, you know. She's in the moment. She's like decorating the tree perfectly for Andy. Mm-hmm. She has a hallmark romantic Christmas planned in her head, and he does not yeah. give a shit. Nope. He is supposed to call around lunchtime to confirm all the times for all these treacher uh, Christmas events. And whenever he calls, he's like, mm, I'm not going to be able to make it. Uh, my friend Jace invited me to go skiing at his parents' house in Vermont. And, oh, we're leaving in about 10 minutes. Um, and I would invite you, but your parents won't allow it. Oh, and by the way, I'll be gone for a whole week, and that includes New Year's. So, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Um, Look, when so Jace, week, when Jace out of nowhere wants you to go on a ski resort trip, you don't say no. <laughs> and this was right after she had just spent an extensive amount of time perfectly wrapping his present. Yeah, he sucks. So Christmas week, she is just completely miserable. And on New Year's, he hasn't called her at all, by the way. He yeah. didn't call her on Christmas Day. He hasn't called her the day after Christmas. It's, no it's New Year's now. It's New Year's Long Eve now. Long distance, baby. No I can't call on Jace's parents' dime. They own a freaking cabin in Vermont where kids can ski. I think they can afford... Uh, a long distance phone call. Although I do always forget about that. That was a big deal to like call my grandparents yeah. when I was a kid. You can talk yeah. for two minutes. Yeah. That whole week it says she found it impossible to sleep or eat. Good grief. A week, yeah. a week without shutting your eyelids had to be a world's record of some sort. Gail was sure. How about not eating for one week? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so the whole time she just pictures him like having fun probably hanging out with all these college girls that are there. Accurate. And this is all accurate. How this dumb is absolutely she is. what he was doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he's laughing at how dumb she was, but he probably <laughs> is enjoying time with, with other people and women. Um, so she decides to throw Andy's gift away. The phone rings, but it's a wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It says it's not him to call to wish her happy birth or happy new year. It says she couldn't keep her mind on a book and listening to music only made her cry. Every song reminded her of Andy. Like, man, fucking songs. heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. Um, after the wrong number, she digs gift out of the trash and puts the gift back in the, I think in the bottom of her, her dresser drawer. Yeah. So now it's Gail's birthday and still no word from Andy. So this is this is one of the saddest <laughs> parts. Um, if she managed Christmas and New Year, she could manage her 17th birthday. She could manage one more day of disappointment of Andy not being there to share it with her. Besides, she was cried out. Numbness seemed to be setting in now. That was good. She was tired of thinking, of feeling, waiting for Andy to call, wondering why he hadn't. Fluctuating from anger to self-pity had become totally exhausting. Her body, as well as her mind, told her it was time to move on. The only problem was that Gail didn't know what to move on to. 
It's bleak. Yeah. And another thing is that she has this realization that she did lose herself. She's um, little by little, each day, each week, she knew now that she had let part of herself slip away, trying to please Andy, giving in to avoid the slightest confrontation. She had only been fooling herself. What had happened to her was no one's fault but her own. She saw that now. Hindsight was such perfect vision. Um, This is number one. It's not her fault. Okay, she's talking about how a little, little each day she is losing herself and losing all of her interests and giving up everything. I just want you, if any any dudes are listening, I want you to know how common that is. <laughs> like, I cannot even tell you the number of times I've been hanging out with dudes that I like or dating or married to a dude. And he's like, I'm just going to play video games. And you just sit there for two, three hours while they play video games. Yeah, it just would like, never happen. Yeah. Yeah, just countless times. Just like we can't share interests. Like there's nothing. Like while we're together, can we do something that we both enjoy? Um, just like that. Like, making learn to enjoy the thing I like. It works. Making yourself it small. Can. We both enjoy yeah, making my t-shirts. It's making yourself small, but it's also just changing everything that you like to adapt to him and what he likes. Yes. So like. Maybe you're a big fan of Elliot Smith, but the dude you like likes Limp Biscuit. So you're like, guess I like Limp Biscuit. I would, I would never have to worry about you doing that with me. Doing what? Adap- adapting my interests as your own. You no, just, that's because I'm wise. Okay. You're just like I'm not the child I, I used to be. But I can tell you that when I was younger, if I liked a boy, uh, by the way, I didn't, I didn't date a lot. But if I liked a boy, then I would give up all of my interests for him. And never once has it been like flipped. Yeah. Probably because they didn't like me. But even guys I did date never changed around for me. They were like, like you know I what remember... I'm really into? Uh, Kate Bush. <laughs> if they want to get laid, they were. I. <laughs> there's a thing I spent. Like, I remember at 19 doing something that is so just like looking back now, I'm like, I can't believe that I did that. But did you go to a funk junkies concert? No. Oh, okay. It might. It's probably worse. Okay. So first off, I hate football. Right. Okay. I hate football as the real football. Right. But I'm I'm watching football right now beyond the screen. This guy (laughs) that I was into would play. What is it? Madden on like the video game Madden. And I would literally just sit on his couch for hours while he played Mm -hmm. football on a video game. I don't even like football. But did did he ever once did he ever once say, hey, uh, what is something that you like to do? Do you like do you like to go to the park? No. Do you you like concerts? Do you like movies? No. I used to love seeing movies and I dated a dude who hated seeing movies and I never got to go see movies and it really pissed me off. Should have gone along. So Jess, should we take this this platform we have to tell if there are any young women listening today, tonight, this morning, whatever time you're listening like, it is not worth it. Do not watch the mm-hmm. fucking football video game. Do not Why? listen don't. to Limp Biscuit. <laughs> like, do, is... do not pretend to like Limp Biscuit. If you don't like Limp Biscuit, just say, hey, can we play something that we both like? Because I fucking hate Limp Biscuit. Yes. That's all you got to do. I want to say, in general, no one should ever watch anyone else play video games. It's the most boring thing Why on earth. Why would you? We need to end Twitch culture. It's not interesting to watch anyone else play video games. No. You're all, just, plays- you're all just sitting there being like, when do I get a turn? Ninja is never giving you a turn. <laughs> <laughs> just he will never off. hand you the controller and tell you that you're Luigi. I yeah. don't understand why 
y'all are watching us play video games. Because we want to be around you. We like you. you. I don't understand it now, but at the time it made sense. Yeah. Now I would do it. It made sense to hang out in disgusting dorm rooms or apartments that smelled like fucking spoiled cheese. The same reason. Spoiled cheese. The same reason that I watched the movie Uptown Girls, Blake. Just wanted to get some (laughs) action. Make a sacrifice. Like part of it is also probably because since, you know, the moment that we're born, we are told that our purpose in life is to find our one true prince. So if your one true prince is playing Madden. Madden If he's a Madden addict, it ain't him, ladies. It ain't him. Yeah. Yeah. Move along. I remember I remember a guy I liked made fun of me for liking Eminem and then I never listened to Eminem again. Oh, Fuck that but, guy. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. But honestly, honestly, don't regret it now. But at the time, I was like, I guess he's right. I guess Eminem is stupid. <laughs> but I, but, but it was, I guess it was supposed to be up to you to come to that decision on your own. Exactly. <laughs> we all get exactly. there eventually. I mean, yeah. I was 21, dude. Let me listen to fucking Eminem. You're like 30 fucking old. Anyway. Right now on my uh, TV, there's a commercial for Eminem because he's doing the halftime show at the Super Bowl this year. Oh, God. (laughs) Sorry, but I was going to I forgot what I was going to say, but I feel like men just are not taught to make any kind of effort like that. Like, that's the thing is like it's always women who have to like sacrifice and give up things they like, whereas guys are like, "Mm, yeah, I'm not doing that. They're just more assertive and they tell you like, no, I'm not going to do that. I think it's also just expected that whatever they want to do is what's interesting and what's important Mm -hmm. just in general. Like that's, well, if this is what I want to do, then this is what people want to do because this is what I want to do. I don't know. I mean, since, since apparently they have a captive audience watching them play video games, (laughs) (laughs) I I get why they'd think that. (laughs) Uh, I don't think anything I do is important. I, 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 I'm, I'm just like, I'm trash. Why are you even wanting to be around me? Like what? When you play video games, I just go in the room and read. So it's fine. I've learned now to always have That's a book. That's why you got to have other hobbies. Always have, also have a book with you because ho- if you have to sit there and watch someone play Madden, you can I, I will read say, a fucking it's, book. It's bad to date someone if you like reading and they don't like reading because you get that thing where they say, mm-hmm. why are you ignoring me? I'm not. I'm reading a book. You're over there doing some stupid shit. That's true. I would never, yeah. I would never do that. If she were reading a book... I would just play a video game. Exactly. exactly. I should say, Blake would just play a video game. It's fine. Um, so. Well, I've dated some dingbats, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you ignoring me and looking at that thing with the words on it? So um, it's her birthday and Abby and Jessica come by to say happy birthday and they all make up. And Gail tells her friends about how Andy abandoned her to go skiing, but she still defends him. Ew. Like while she's telling this story, she's still like defending him. Um, and Andy. yeah, I think they suggest uh, maybe you should stay busy to be distracted from thinking about him. She's, and she's got to defend him though there because she looks like such a like a a total dunce in the story. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. If you've been sitting there crying over this guy for a long time, you want to try to make it sound like he's worth That's it. That's true. You got to make it sound like it's worth all those tears and, yeah. and fighting with your friends. Yeah. Um, so Jessica suggests working on their business and she tells them about the silkscreen pillowcases ideas. And I think 
um, someone says that they could call the pillowcases like sleep on your stars or something. Mm -hmm. It's a little clunky, but all right. Yeah. No, but it's sweet because they're all like, they're all like coming together in the idea and like collaborating together. It's sweet. Yeah. And so at the next Zodiacs meeting, they are talking about these pillowcases and they decide to actually call the company Capricorn and Company as a tribute to Gail. Love um, it. By the way, yeah, by the way, Andy still hasn't called. And um, so Gail calls the studio and Billy, who also works at the studio, um, says, hey, you know, I haven't heard from him either. Um and Gail thinks that maybe she's being too sensitive. Just because he couldn't get to a phone doesn't mean he doesn't care. Now it's even worse because I know y'all dicks have phones on you in your pockets. <laughs> like, I know everyone has a phone. There is no excuse for not talking to me for like two weeks. So uh, just then after Shanks at the phone, Andy calls. Um, and Gail is actually not very excited. She's kind of flat in her tone. And when she's talking to him and... Um, Andy tells her that, oh, man, the skein was perfect and I missed you. But I'm guessing you're pretty angry because I missed uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas, New Year's and your birthday. But I want to see you right now. So come to the studio right now. Fucking Andy. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, she asks her Zodiac friends for advice. And Kathy suggests that Gail go see Andy. And Jessica's like, should we go with you for support? And they all are just kind of like, you know, you do what you need to do. Whatever you decide about Andy, we're always going to be your friends. So Gail goes to the studio and Andy asks if she is mad at him. And she says, not angry. I'm hurt and disappointed. And I think he says, well, what can I say? I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, what do you want from me? Like, yeah, a fucking apology would be nice. Like, he's immediately defensive. Like, what? You're calling me out for my bad behavior? Yeah. Yeah. And so she tells him, my friends and I made up and we are starting this pillowcase business together. And Andy decides to be affectionate because, of course, he does. And he wants to wish her a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and Happy Birthday. And he kisses her. And at first she doesn't kiss back. And then she does. And as she leaves, he asks her what she's doing um, if she wants to go out to dinner. And she tells him, I'll call you as she walks out the door. Power move. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I was like, Gail's a badass. Yeah. Well, that's what he would do to her, right? Yeah. Anytime that she wanted to make plans, he'd be like, mm, I'll call you. Yeah. Or, you know, you can call me, whatever. And so it basically ends with her walking back and thinking about how her new company would be very successful and she would worry about Andy tomorrow. And she's trying not to cry as she's walking home. So basically, it ends on a very sad Good note. Grief. <laughs> that's what it ends on? Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's a breakup story, a right? Break. Do you think, I mean, it ends kind of like, do you think that she broke up with Andy? I think she did. And I mean, there also in the very last part, it says it was nice to know she had friends she could count on. Capricorn and company would be a real success. She'd think about Andy tomorrow. So I thought it kind of ended on like a, I took it as she's going to move forward into moving more mm-hmm. back toward hanging out with her friends and like I kind of took the she'd think about Andy tomorrow as kind of like a flippant like oh like she's forgetting about him or trying to convince herself yeah 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 it it ends on like a sad note but also maybe empowering because she's you know thinking about the success of her her business for once it's not his you know like she's doing this for herself and her friends so I mean that that kind of stuff is empowering 
But um, yeah, it's still kind of sad. I thought it was actually probably I I didn't date in high school because I was a loser. But I assume it's probably pretty true to life. If I mean I I experienced some of this in college, you know. So I expect I I thought it was well written as far as that went. You know, it was really well written. I think it was like so hard to read those parts where you know she's not able to sleep and eat and stuff because it was just so real like i mm-hmm. i distinctly remember like freshman year of college going through an experience that experience of like not being able to eat like just being nauseous all the time because of a breakup or a way a guy was treating me yeah yeah and one thing, I don't know if they really remarked on, upon this, but just the humiliation that you have in a breakup, like you just feel so humiliated, especially around your parents whenever you've been hyping this yeah. jerk up and he's going to come to all your family Christmas events and then he's like, mm, not going to do it. So it's just also like humiliation because they see that he's treating you horribly, yeah. but you don't want to own up to it, you know? And you know, um, like it's like you know that your parents know, right? You know that they know you. Like, kind of intrinsically, you're like, they know something's wrong, and so it's hard to hide it. And I think there's the humiliation of, like, when you've talked up a dude to your friends, and all your friends obviously realize, like, this guy is an asshole. Not a nice guy. I'm going to zoom in on this picture. Oh, so they're printing um, rainbow t-shirts. I know. I thought that was interesting for... Mm -hmm. That's not what I would picture Andy picking, but maybe that was one of Gail's designs. It must have been a Gail design. That's what I think. And I bet you it was a good seller because rainbows are cute. Yeah, it's so like cute. Care Bears. It does remind me of Care Bears. You're right. Uh, I think Josh said that these were fucking ugly, though. So <laughs> I like if I remember. I, w- I would own I mean, this shirt. I mean, only if Gail, if it was from Capricorn and Company, but not from mm-hmm. High Score Tees. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Got to check the check the label on it. High score tees are now made in in China for sure. <laughs> uh, Bad labor so, practices. Crystal, did something come with the book? Yes, it did. Um, there. So on the book it says that you can. Or sorry, let me find where it said it. Oh, on the back of the book, it says, write for your own personalized horoscope. And there is a personalized horoscope in here. But I wonder if whoever owned this wrote for it. They must have. Yeah, My thought was that it was something that came from the mall or something like a machine. Is it one of these printouts? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. From from an old timey printer. It says birth date 1467. And it's the forecast for January 4th of 1984. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And would you like to hear what their horoscope was for January 4th, 1984? Yeah. So we'll just pretend this is the horoscope for everyone listening to this podcast. For all of us here together, this <laughs> is our horoscope. Uh, look for news to bring happiness. Expect to be greeted by a not-so-welcome stranger. Coordination and reaction time are on the rise. Funds spent on a vacation are well spent. Your quick thinking pays. Look for help with big jobs. Others will be willing. Fear is your only obstacle. Be honest with siblings. Hmm. Hmm. 
It's a weird. I don't. It's a very weird. I thought, <laughs> it's I all over the place. Say, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say fear is your only God for a second. Like I was, I was filling that in <laughs> as you read it. Um, uh. yeah. yeah. I just thought that was kind of cool. Just a little piece of like ephemera that was tucked into that right. book when yes. I got it. This person was so, really into it. Yeah. I love. 67 to 84. I'm trying to figure out how old they were. So 77, 10. They were like, what, 17? Uh, yes. yes. They were Gail's age. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, it's, maybe it's Gail. Oh my God, it could be. Oh. Yeah. Can we talk just a minute about like some of the friend theme in the book? Sure. Because it, like I just, on some of the friend part I wrote, my notes were like, oh my God, crying emoji. <laughs> because I felt like throughout the book, even when they fought, like the Zodiacs, I'm going to take back calling them the zodiacs because andy said it in a bad way and i'm gonna say fuck it it's the zodiacs they're awesome mm -hmm. we're taking it back and they did support her throughout the book like they were trying to be there for her and even like at christmas even though they'd gotten in that fight they brought they sent a card signed mm -hmm. friends with all their signatures and she never you know responded to the card and then Abby and Jessica showed up at her house with a cupcake on her birthday, even though they hadn't heard from her. Like, I just feel like the Zodiacs, they really wanted to be there and support her, even though she was in infatuation. Yeah, I feel like they knew she'd need that support though i think yeah. they had some intuition that it was not gonna end pretty yeah like yeah yeah andy sucked so fucking I'm glad. i i hope she got free and i hope that she left high score tees i hope that garage business went under look at him and i hope he i hope he flunked out of college he looks kind of <laughs> like he's got like a rat face you know <laughs> also, he doesn't look like a college boy. He looks very high school, but I guess that's a very uh, uh, dumb line to draw because it's like one year. <laughs> it's like not, you know. I mean, he looks like a high years. school boy or a college boy who can't find anyone in college to date, so he's got to date a, <laughs> a junior in high school. Um, there was something very important in this book that we haven't talked about yet, and it applies to me and you, Jessica. Uh oh. It is the compatibility and love chart. Uh-huh. Uh -oh. So, Capricorn and Taurus, relationships for Capricorn and Taurus, our compatibility, possible steady, lasting relationship. And I just fucking love that because I'm like, that is true. We have had a very steady and lasting relationship over half of our lives at this point. I know. No. That's what freaked me out when I was writing you a letter. I was like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> like, I've known you over half my life now. <laughs> like, this is this is insane. Uh, just like a weird out-of-body experience. Because sometimes I forget how old I am and I'm watching a show and I'm like, haha, she's 37. She's older than me. And I'm like, wait a second. Oh, wait. No, yeah. I'm older than her. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I don't want... I don't it's want weird. Tom Brady to retire because no football player will ever be older than me now. He needs to stick around forever. <laughs> How old is Tom Brady? Uh, he's 45. Oh, damn. That's old. Maybe that's wrong. I'm not sure of it. He's age. 44. So he'd be 45 if he played next year. So 
he can't be the oldest per is he the oldest person in the NFL? He has to yeah, be he's the oldest. oldest I mean, you're not gonna maybe there's a kicker that's older. Because okay. <laughs> I mean you can't other than like quarterback or kicker, no one's body can maintain playing football yeah, yeah. in other positions. Excuse me, but yeah. I don't like football. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you asserted yourself. I okay, Adam to Adam Vinatieri anything was, about football. <laughs> Adam Vinatieri was 49, or it was 48 when he retired, but he was a kicker. <laughs> so. I feel like Steve Young played forever, but. Yeah, he played for a long time. Yeah. But he probably retired uh, at 39. Maybe. I just remember him because he's a Mormon, and that's always a big deal for Mormons, and I think he was a direct descendant from Brigham Young, which is also a big deal. Wow. I don't know. Look, I'm going Is off topic here, but yeah. uh, Speaking it'll of be Mormons. back on topic in a second. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we announce our next book that everyone's going to be so excited for, um, how are we going to rate this? Does our guest want to rate first? I think, you know, I went into this thinking, okay, it's a book about Capricorn. It's going to be about how she's so serious and so, like, career-oriented and ambitious and I loved that she was like a real person. She was a real Capricorn, a real human. And the story was written so well, even though I fucking hate Andy. I think maybe I think I give it three and a half, three and a half hooves. Yeah, sounds fair. <laughs> That's having a hard time I wish running. we had a video so we could post that, <laughs> but uh, we don't. <laughs> we don't do video podcasts, folks. Aw, we should. Okay, uh, Joshua, you want to go next? Two. <laughs> oh, as a Capricorn, as a Capricorn, it did not speak to you. <laughs> I've had enough of this club and their signs <laughs> and their boyfriends and their malls and their ideas. <laughs> Uh, there was the color mauve. Were you not into the mauve? The mauve? It was at the end. They had to bring, it's an, it's a book from 1984. They had to have a mauve, <laughs> a mauve colored jacket. Okay. Sorry, there was no um, football. <laughs> what's there? There's skiing though. There was yeah. skiing. Yeah, no, I don't so. like those kind of upper class sports. Like a real yeah, working golf, man's uh, skiing. Yeah, yeah, I also picture that Andy is like very waspy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, didn't they say somewhere in the book? Okay, not to get back in the book, but I thought his dad died in Vietnam or something. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. He's weird. Yeah. Yeah, so but he was probably. Maybe that's why he's disturbed. Okay. Anyway, I was going to say he's like a journalist that was just over there doing something. <laughs> Upper class guy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, What'd you give it? I gave it three stars on Goodreads. I'm going to give it a 3.5. I think discussing it made me jump it up just a little bit. So three hooves and half a, a tail. Three hooves and, oh, half a tail. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> a very thin a tail. tail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not, not super thick. Pretty thin. Um... Yeah. Uh, on Goodreads, this only has five ratings and one review, so I expect this podcast to go off the charts. Um, everyone's so excited to hear about it. Uh, 2.8 is the average. Wait, is your um, review the review on Goodreads? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I have wow. the only review. 
Maybe I should go I write wrote, one. Yeah. What did you say? I wrote not as banging as Virgo's love scheme, but definitely better than Taurus trouble. <laughs> banging. That was a funny play on words. Bangin'? It's like you're a writer, Jessica. <laughs> I know. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. I love uh, our. Of love, I love our steady, lasting relationship. <laughs> <laughs> you can always depend on it. And you too, fine. Josh. I love you as a fellow Capricorn. And Blake, I love you because you're cool. <laughs> just, just, no reason. Just feel but, the love, you know, y'all. Just throw I'm it 40. in there. The love. I feel the love in this podcast Forty and sporty and conniving, as we've been saying around this household <laughs> for <laughs> some make any for sense. whatever reason. Uh, yeah. Okay. So our next book is a request from our guest who will be on to um, it, to explain why we had to read this. <laughs> yeah, she has a lot of explaining to do. I yeah, think. it's called Summer Green. It's a novel by Janet Cox. It is a Young adult book. Um, it's a Mormon young adult book. It's a it's a young adult book written for Mormons. How many Goodreads reviews about. does this have? Does it have any? It does actually. It might oh, have okay. more than. Hold on, I looked this up earlier. There's like maybe I'm underestimating Mormon youth. Maybe I I will tell you I never read like a Mormon YA book, but I did read like a Mormon. Um, I'm gonna call it a propaganda book. <laughs> um. Whoa. Let me see. The book of the book the of book Mormon. Mormon yeah. It has 90, 91 ratings and ten reviews. Ooh. Maybe uh, we're gonna book, expand our audience. Maybe into, maybe we'll get the Mormons. into Utah. Let's check our Utah numbers after this. <laughs> we're doing Utah and Idaho. And SLC. Yeah. So Summer Green, Josh, do you want to um, talk about who our guest will be? Yes, yeah, some Mormon. <laughs> some Mormon. He says about his own co-host. Mm-hmm. That's how I describe Jessica as well when I'm uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some Mormon. And if, if Harvey and I are together, he's like, it's the Mormons. Yep. <laughs> they're, they're back there. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be Harvey um, from Josh's podcast, Hoot and Holler. Uh, we're going to discuss Summer Green. So Who's the author? Janet Cox. Okay. Blake, do you want to read the back? Yes. Okay. Anne Caro. It's like your name, See, young thanks and for Im- doxing me. Oh, Jesus. I'll bleep it. <laughs> okay, young and impulsive is determined to live her life to the fullest and her way. To her parents' dismay, she has her heart set on a singing career. Nothing in her life seems as important, nothing that is, until Mark Staten <laughs> enters the picture. What the hell kind of names are these? Anne is torn between her growing fascination for the worldly Mark and her fierce loyalty to Peter, the rugged hired hand who has long await- who has long waited to make Anne his. There is no doubt of Peter's love and concern for her, but where does Mark stand? Is he really interested in her, or has he succumbed to the charms of the stunning Dolores Ashley? Now that's a bad girl name. <laughs> if you enjoy reading Summer Green, all one word, by the way. You'll want to read Valley of Fire, (laughs) Janet Gibby Cox's other novel in this series. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Cox is also a playwright and songwriter. There's a lot of information in this paragraph back here. You can cut that part out. No, I'm not cutting it. Uh, I didn't realize that. I didn't read the last part where it says that she has another novel in the series because I didn't even realize this was a series. Like, where does it say book one? Let's get into this. Interesting. 
I guess people, I guess the Mormon youth were so enraptured that they demanded They didn't have Twilight back then, so. Yeah, that's true. We didn't have Twilight. So Summer Green by Janet Cox. I'm sure it'll be very uh, lulzy. (laughs) You've got a lot of notes in that book. There are so many it's, notes. She never does this. It's main. That's not true. All my books have lots of notes. It's mainly uh, pointing out the R word every time it's used. <laughs> Fifty-five <laughs> times. <laughs> not great. Lots of R references. So. Ouch. Yeah, I thought this book would be better, but apparently. Well, we don't need to spoil the whole thing before okay. you do the episode. Okay. 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 So if if you like to hear us uh, jabber and want more of it, uh, subscribe to our Patreon. And become a patron. There's a link on our Instagram, which is at Are You There Pod. There's a link in the show notes. Link in the show notes. Patreon.com slash Are You There Pod. Yeah, we do bonus movies. Um, And our next movie that we're going to do is Varsity Blues. I'm super (laughs) stoked. Yeah, football. (laughs) But I do like Varsity Blues. It makes no sense, right? How many times have you seen Varsity Blues? Oh, my God. I don't know. A lot. But I haven't seen it in however many years yeah i haven't either i saw it three times in the theater though yes multiple times in the theater <laughs> see i told you multiple in a rock. i think it's just common uh probably because boys drug you to it because they're like oh i guess i'll go see this movie oh you I need you to watch bad. you're gonna watch go again varsity blues <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there bored on the couch yeah so varsity blues is our next bonus episode uh is that all we got I think that's all we got. All right. Crystal, do you want to take us out? Do I get to do a, uh, you know, like if I have anything to say before we leave? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, totally. Crystal, for being on once again. Maybe a five-timers club. I can't remember. Ooh, I think it. Yeah, we can go Somewhere back and there. do the math. But um, I'd just like to say if there's any other, for all the other 1982ers out there listening, I've been telling myself a mantra since January 1st, and I'd like to share it. In case it's helpful. Mm-hmm. It's 2022. I'm 40. And it feels great. Oh, that. Mantra. <laughs> I need to start telling myself that. And mine is 40 on. and sporty. And never mind. Yeah, Blake is really committed <laughs> to the rhyme. That's sometimes you have to I force like, things if you make it right. I like rhyming mantras. Yeah. No, thank you for the mantra. It's very positive and very Capricorn outlook. I'm going to keep saying uh, to it to myself as well to feel younger. <laughs> hey, 40 is <laughs> the new 20. So. And in May, I'll be joining you guys. So. Yes. And I'll have a few years yet to be a baby. Shut up. Yeah, shut up, Blake. <laughs> People in their 30s suck. So that's okay. That's not true. Obviously. <laughs> no, I suck. <laughs> All right, uh, Crystal, do you want to take us out? See you later, horse girls. Yay! Yay we did it. <laughs> yeah, we did it.